Good morning, Church of the Savior. Blessings on you. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him, all of ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Aren't we glad to celebrate the birthday of the church today? Amen. Let's give the church a big hand. I want to ask our South Korean friends if they would stand one more time. I have a word that I've been given a prophetic word from Joe Boucher in our church, and he's been with them all through this week in the prayer meetings. And he had a prophetic word he wanted me to read. Would you mind standing together? Let me read this. I'm just given the responsibility. My children, are you aware of what I'm doing? You have cried out to me, many of you, for years for a great move of my spirit in your land and in the earth. It has begun, but it's only just beginning. Pay attention to the fact that it's coming in answers to your prayers. Indeed, even now, I have sent these, my servants, to your land to teach you more about prayer. See how they pray. Listen to how they pour out their hearts for your land. Watch and pray in a similar fashion. For this great revival was stated in prayer, was started in prayer, and will grow and increase as you grow in prayer. Pray more, pray with depth, pray with heart, pray more consistently. For I am doing a great thing, but I will do a greater if you will but ask me. Do not be afraid to ask for great things, for it is my Father's delight to give you the kingdom. Pray for the expansion and the spreading of my kingdom everywhere, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Be prepared to be amazed for what I promise to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine. You have not because you ask not. Ask so that your joy will be full. Would you extend your hand toward this precious bunch of people today? Father, I thank you in the blessed name of Jesus for the presence and power of the Holy Spirit that has rested upon their hearts and lives all through this week. Lord, we thank you for all that we have received from them and for their divine intercession right now for us. We give you praise and glory, Lord, for their example, the model, and Lord, for the illustration of a servant heart to go into all the world to make your name known. We thank you for them now. Lord, I pray for a baptism of the Holy Spirit upon their lives today as well. I pray that you'd ignite a new flame, not only for them, but for us. And Lord, we just bless you and praise you for this wonderful group of special young people who have blessed not only our congregation, but many others. And Lord, we thank you today for the infilling of your Holy Spirit for their lives. Bless them as they continue their travels. Bless our church today. Father, we just pray for a fresh wind of your Spirit to blow through this place today. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. It is a joy to celebrate Pentecost. Thank you so much. Bless you. We're blessed by understanding when Jesus said, my house shall be called the what? House of prayer for who? All the nations. That's right. Always remember for all nations. So we're praying. Guess what COS is doing today? We have a group of women that are prayer walking all over some places in faraway countries right now doing exactly what they're doing. Would you give them a praise offering today? <laughs> Praying, interceding for people in very difficult places. But you know, prayer is so exciting when we have the Holy Spirit 
igniting that flame of joy within our heart. And so that's the reason I want you to know, and let me introduce myself first. I failed to do so. My name is Larry Cochran. I'm former president of Go International years ago and retired, and now with Generational Missions, and we're still traveling for the Lord around the world. So I'm glad to be here today. Love this congregation. Thank you for your presence here today, and thank you for the prayers that have saturated this sanctuary through your efforts and all of ours this week. We feel the anointing and the presence of God is permeating this church, and we're not only becoming a house of prayer, we are the house of prayer. And we want to enjoin you and encourage you and excite you for the power of prayer, what God wants to do around the earth. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above and beyond all that we could ask or think. And there's some promises I want you to read with me today as well as we get started this morning. I think I can get this going, guys. Yep. Oh, it helps to turn this thing on, doesn't it? Yeah, there we go. All right. Read this with me out loud. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. But as many as received him, to them gave he the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. What a wonderful day, the day Pentecost. What does Pentecost mean? Can anyone tell me what the name Pentecost means? Sometimes people get kind of nervous when we talk about Pentecostal or Pentecost. But this is a very dangerous word. It is, means five, zero, 50. Penta is the Greek word for five. Quest to the 10th degree. Five times 10 is what? 50. So that's not a very dangerous word, is it? But it's one of the days of celebration that the Jewish nation would celebrate every year. Remember, there were seven different Jewish feasts, but there were three major holidays that they celebrated uh, in Jerusalem every year. And that was what? Passover. That was the celebration of the exodus of the people of Israel when they were delivered. And then 50 days later, they celebrated Pentecost, which commemorated the giving of God's law at Mount Sinai. Isn't it interesting? God gave the law at Mount Sinai and Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came to write the law of God upon your what? Upon our hearts. So now we have Pentecost coming at a very appropriate time. It wasn't just a, an everyday event. It was perfectly timed. When Jesus was resurrected at Passover, he walked here on the earth for 40 days. The last 10 days, his disciples and those that were with him spent 10 days in the upper room praying and waiting for the promise that Jesus had given them. What was Jesus' last command to his disciples before he ascended into heaven? Many people would say, well, I think that means they go ahead into all the world and make disciples. No. His last command was what? Wait till you be endued with power from on high. You are to tarry in Jerusalem and do not leave. Don't go anywhere 
until you worse have been endued with power from on high. I just love the fact that Jesus, with all that effort he made to prepare his disciples in John chapter 14, 15, and 16, he tells them, he says, fellas, it's good that I go away. Because if I don't go away, I cannot send him to you. Now, I want you to know this morning, very importantly, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a presence, not a power, not an influence. He is a person who has intellect, who has emotions, who has will, and he wants to come into your life and mine with all of his fullness all the time. It's amazing how God the Father, through the Holy Spirit, shed his love abroad through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this morning, you and I are candidates to receive even more of what God's been doing because Pentecost was not only the power of the Holy Spirit to bring you to a born-again experience, but he wanted you to experience the power of his Holy Spirit. And sometimes there are people who think that Pentecost was just a one-time, one-time event, but no. There are many other times when we read through the book of Acts that they had other occasions where other people experienced Pentecost in their city. For example, in the revival in Samaria in Acts chapter 8, they had heard about Jesus. They were baptized into repentance, but they haven't received the Holy Spirit. And so they sent Peter and John down, and they laid hands upon them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4, they gathered together. In Acts 4.31, the Bible says they gathered together And when they prayed, the place was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. We find in Acts chapter 10, Peter goes down to Cornelius' house. He tells them about what they haven't heard. They haven't heard about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, but he's also God the Father who's been involved with us from the very beginning of time. When God created the heavens and the earth, The Bible says that God spoke the world into existence. And the Spirit moved upon the face of the deep. And through the Word of God and the Spirit of God, creation came here on earth. We see that same power again when Ezekiel is confronted with the valley of dry bones. And Israel is depicted as a nation that has just grown darker and deeper in sin. And they're lifeless, and he portrays them as a valley of dry bones. You remember the story? And God says to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, what should I do? Ezekiel said, Lord, you know, only you. And God said, speak my word, Ezekiel. Speak my word, and I will breathe my spirit upon this valley of dry bones. And he did. And all of a sudden, the Bible says their bones cut took on sinew and flesh, and they rose up, and they became like a great and mighty army. It's God's recipe for revival. God's spirit plus God's word is what brings power and brings faith and life to your life and mine. Isn't it wonderful today that we have the anointing of God's spirit available to you and me just as it was in those days of Pentecost? Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall the heavenly Father 
Give the Holy Spirit to them who ask him. How about you? Is your life filled with the Holy Spirit this morning? Are there places and areas in your life that perhaps even now God, the Holy Spirit, wants to come and fill that little crevice, that part of your life that's not been yielded to him? You see, the question is always this. It's not how much of the Holy Spirit do you have. The question is, how much of you does the Holy Spirit have? God's Holy Spirit wants to move and have freedom to move. We can resist him. We can go from him, leave him. We can quench the spirit. We can grieve the spirit. But isn't it wonderful this morning that whenever the spirit moved, as it did here in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came the sound of a heaven as a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were. And there appeared unto them divided tongues of fire. And one sat upon each other. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Isn't it amazing? The Spirit of God. We know that all of the writers of the Gospels had agreed that Jesus would be the baptizer in the Spirit. You remember how he said in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, John the Baptist said, I will baptize you with water unto repentance, but there's one coming after me who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with what? Fire. Say it with me. With fire. Two spirit, two baptisms, one with water and one with the baptism of fire. Several years ago, I'll tell you this story. We were on a little village in Peru. And we had had a meeting, evangelistic meeting. Glenn Cravens, I think, was with me on this team. And that night as we got ready to pray with different people as they came forward, uh, we asked the guy that was standing on stage, would you hand us a mic? And he handed a mic to me that was not grounded. And so you can imagine the surprise when I grabbed this microphone and reached out to touch this lady, and she went like that and fell back. And then... We touched another one, and all of a sudden, the whole crowd thought that the Holy Spirit had come, and they all started pressing down to the front, pray for me, pray for me. <laughs> I thought, well, this one time, I know this wasn't the Holy Spirit, but somehow or another, he got their attention. The fire of the Holy Spirit was going through that ungrounded microphone, and God was using it anyway. But we have seen so many times when God, the Holy Spirit, will come. And he will come. Here in America, we need to recognize how much power there is available to you and me that God has made available through his spirit. And he's, he, he is so willing. He's so wanting to give more. It's not like we're, when we pray we're overcoming God's reluctance. But rather we're laying hold of God's greatest good. Did you notice when Pentecost came? What was the one common denominator that followed them every day after that? The sure sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit was how they lived their lives once they were baptized in the Spirit. We find, first of all, in our reading this morning that they were all sitting together, all congregated of one mind and one heart. They were all in one accord. And that's one of the great news, great gifts of the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit comes to baptize us into one body. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, we're baptized by the Spirit into one body. We're united together by his spirit all over the world. We can meet our friends in South Korea and China and Africa 
we're all part of that family. When you get saved and you're born again of the Spirit and God's Spirit has come to change and transform your heart, you are baptized right there into the body of Christ. And then like uh, Peter said later in this sermon that he gave to the people at Pentecost, here's what you've got to do. You've got to repent, be baptized, each one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you will receive the what? You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He's real. He's real. And it's, it was indicated in each of the accounts of the Gospels that we see. As we read here in Luke chapter 3, again, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And when he prayed, I want you to notice this. Jesus, when he was baptized, did what? He prayed. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in whom you, I am well pleased. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus identified with us in his water baptism. He identified with all of humankind. He identified with us, not only as the Son of God, but as the Son of Man. Jesus was the Son of Man, the Son of God, and he too prayed and was touched by the Holy Spirit. But I want you to notice when it says, you will descend upon, he will descend upon you, and then we find in John chapter 1, this another occasion where we talk about the baptism of fire. He said, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him... This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Who is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit? It's Jesus. Jesus is the baptizer. He said, I will baptize you with the Spirit and with fire. And so in the early church, when they started living out their life of the baptism of the Spirit, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, they ate their meals together with gladness and singleness of heart. They devoted themselves to the Word of God, to fellowship and prayer, and Everything they were doing was filled with great joy. Now, can I ask you this morning, is your life filled with great joy? Joy that is burned in your heart through the Holy Spirit living inside of you? Is that your testimony this morning, that my life is filled with overflowing joy because the Holy Spirit is fully in control? My, what would happen this morning if everybody's heart could be lit afire with the igniting of the Holy Spirit and great joy would have come upon them as it did on that day of Pentecost when everybody looked at them and said, they must be drunk with wine. They were acting in such a way that something was happening in their life, but it was great joy, and joy was the product of the Holy Spirit. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 14, verse 12, he said, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Spirit. Acts 13, 52, the Bible says, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and joy. Everywhere they went, there was always these expressions of joy coming out of their life. It's almost like that's what the world needs to see today. It's some joy-filled, thankful Christians who understand what it means to live the life in the fullness of the joy. You just read in Ephesians 5.18 where the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with what? Be filled with the Spirit singing and making melody in your heart. 
is though there is joy coming out of you, that's almost a sign of the Holy Spirit. Joy is not the final objective, but it is the product of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine the joy when they did go to Samaria and the Spirit fell and the whole town rejoiced? Philip, go up to the eunuch. I've got something to you. He baptized him. The eunuch said he went away rejoicing in the Lord. Joy is always the ministry of Jesus. Wherever Jesus walked here on earth, everywhere he went, he was always surprising people with joy. His first miracle was at the wedding at Cana. The wine ran out, but what did Jesus do? He turned the water into wine and turned the party back up. How many of you have that joy? Isn't that great? Jesus shows up, and the whole party is turned upside down. He meets the woman at the well, and he tells this woman all about her life. She's miserably living in relationships with five different men. Her life is going nowhere, but at that well in Samaria, Jesus meets her face to face. And out of that confrontation and out of that revelation that she now knows him to be the Messiah, she all of a sudden is just filled with overflowing joy. And she goes back to her village and tells everybody, come, come and see this man who told me everything about my life. She's filled with joy. And the whole revival begins because one woman gets filled with the joy of the Lord. And all of a sudden that Holy Spirit just moves and brings everybody together. Amazing. Nicodemus. No, not Nicodemus. My goodness, Zacchaeus. Would you come down out of the tree? I want to go to your house today. And Jesus goes to the household of Zacchaeus, the despised tax collector. But while he's there, Zacchaeus recognizes he has the Messiah dining in his house. And he's so filled with joy, the Bible says he turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, Half my goods I give to the poor, and if I've taken from any man falsely, I'll give to him fourfold. And Jesus said, salvation's come to this house. Did you know something? When joy shows up in your heart, there's something that just releases the power of the Holy Spirit. When the book of Acts got together, they were eating their meals together with gladness and singleness of heart, and God was adding to the church daily. Those were being saved. Why were they being saved? Because they saw the joy of the Lord. Where is the joy in your life today? Is that that joy, that artesian well that's burning up inside? That's what God wants to know today. Do you have that joy and the power of his Holy Spirit to live within you? He's inviting us each and every one this morning to be baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's the baptism into the body of Christ. There is water baptism that follows salvation, just like Peter said. And then Jesus said, and I will baptize you with fire. Now, the early church, when they experienced Pentecost, we noticed, as we saw in the Scripture a little while ago, that there came the sound of a what? A great and mighty wind. And that wind started rushing through. And as they were, uh, as they were sitting there in that room, and that Holy Spirit fire came down, we know that the wind of the Spirit came through and blowed through their lives, and, 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 and fires of tongue came down upon them, and they began to speak in all these other languages why were they speaking out of the languages? Because all the nations of the earth were represented at Pentecost. They were there. They got to hear the great works of God. They listened. They learned. They heard. They were dumbfounded. What is this that's going on? We don't understand. But they were hearing the gospel for the first time. And that was God's purpose for sending the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Acts chapter 1, verse 8 that Julie read this morning before we sang. And you shall receive power, and my Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Isn't it wonderful this morning that you and I have the privilege to be the witnesses of God? We belong to the body of Christ. We belong to the, to the church that we belong to right now, but we belong to something more. We belong to the friendship of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three in one. And my, he doesn't leave anyone out, does he? Peter, when he finally gets up to start sharing the gospel message after Pentecost, said to the people in that day, he said, listen to me. This is what was foretold in the, that time, that if most assuredly you can be sure that these things are written as it was in the book of Joel, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. This morning, you can be a candidate for the Holy Spirit. You too can receive the power of that great joy and that great love, that power of the Holy Spirit that God came down. Now, I have to admit to you that there have been times in my life, I'm sure just like you, when we felt like we needed something more than what we were experiencing. And I suspect that there's a lot of you here today that are going through life and you're facing a lot of difficulties, disillusionment, despair, perhaps even defeatism. There's all so many things that's happening in our nation right now that just sort of drags us down with all this spirit of hopelessness and despair. But listen to me this morning. This is God's word for you. Romans 15, 13 says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I'm grateful for the hope that's in the Holy Spirit. God will give you renewed hope through the power of the Holy Spirit as long as you stay focused on Him. And that's what the early disciples did. They they saw the wind of the Spirit. They felt the wind of the Spirit. They saw the fiery tongues that came down. Their lives were transformed by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And God gave them renewed hope wherever they went. Even Paul and Silas, they're sitting in jail one night with their hands in the stocks. Blood's coming down to their back, Acts chapter 16. And the Bible says about midnight, they begin to do what? They begin to praise God. They begin to rejoice in the Lord on all that was going on around them. And God set them free. The joy that they experienced was in the midst of tribulation. Their joy that they experienced was in the midst of trials and testings. It was in the midst of suffering and even the threat of death that the disciples came out of the Sanhedrin one day and said, we counted all joy that we've been counted worthy to suffer for Christ. Isn't it amazing? God can give you joy in the midst of suffering? That's exactly right. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That gives you joy in spite of everything that's going around you. I suppose you would agree with me this morning that the person who's probably the most supreme example of the spirit-filled life is who? Jesus. Jesus was the most spirit-led person in the world. He said in Luke chapter 4, the anointing of the spirit is upon me. We know that he prayed as he did before his baptism and the spirit came upon him. But look at his life. What did he do? How did he treat people? How did he walk? Why did he spend all night prayer meetings with the Father? Isn't it amazing? 
Jesus spent time. The disciples learned about Jesus. They looked at him and said, Lord, we know you can do miracles, but Lord, would you teach us one thing? Would you teach us how to pray? Isn't that what we need today is to learn how the Holy Spirit would lead us and ignite our prayer life? Aren't you glad this morning for the joy of the Lord that fills your heart and gives you the desire to want to pray the things that are pleasing to him? That's what makes prayer come alive. Is not that we're just praying for our, our, our self-centered needs. It's the fact that we're praying for God's purposes to be accomplished. And this morning, we're seeing God's purposes be accomplished through our friends like these here today from South Korea and others of our team that's already in other places in the Middle East today. They are promoting the cause of Christ and the joy of the Lord is in their heart. And we just start praying and believing together that all things are possible with God. So your prayer life will change, your joy life will change, your hunger for God will change when we are baptized in the power of God's Holy Spirit. And His Spirit is more than readily available to each and all who will call upon Him. Someone said, uh, well, what do I need to do? This is what the early crowd said when the baptism came that day at Pentecost. They said, what must we do? And Peter, of course, preached that prayer, repent and be baptized. When you look at the life of King David, he wrote something in Psalm 51 that has always been a, a blessing in my life. And I hope you'll read it right down on your notes. Psalm 51, verses 10 to 13. Psalm 51, verses 10 to 13. And this is one of the greatest prayers for revival I think that you can find in the Scripture. Psalm 51, verses 10 to 13. David, after he's been caught in adultery and after he's been confronted by Nathan the prophet, he writes this psalm. And he said in the psalm these words, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. David lays the groundwork for revival. First step is, Lord, cleanse me, create within me a clean heart. When Pentecost came and the fire of the Holy Spirit came, there's no doubt that there was a purifying power that was taking place. Those early disciples were cleansed and purified by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit is holy because God is holy. And God says in 1 Peter 1.16, I want you to be holy because I'm holy. And that's the whole part of God's purpose for your life and mine is that he create within us a heart of purity and love that we may know him and be intimate with God. Matthew 5 says, blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. Psalm 24 who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? But he that hath what? Clean hands and a pure heart. That's part of the work of the Holy Spirit that he wants to do for you and me and all of us today. He wants to purify through his fire. He wants to burn away the dross. He wants to take away the bent towards sin, toward transgressions, things that we think about, things that continue to hinder the work of the Spirit in our life. Paul tells us in Romans, the mind that's set on the Spirit is life and peace. The mind that's set on the flesh is death. 
God's spirit wants to bring renewal, create within me a clean heart. And then David said, number two, renew within me a steadfast spirit. Lord, keep me steady. Keep me on the road with you every day. And you know something this morning, the invitation and the joy of the Lord is not only been offered to you and me by faith, but everything that God wants to do is to keep us strong in him. And in the midst of this world that we live in today, I can't think of anything that our nation needs more, greater than a baptism of the Holy Spirit upon the church of Jesus Christ today. There is nothing greater, no greater desire. And I pray that that will be your desire today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not tomorrow. We need him now. We need to be surrendered completely to him. God help us today. Jesus said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They will be filled. Who are the people that Jesus fills? Those who are hungry for him. Do you want more? Do you sense in your spirit this morning there's something more that God wants to do? I do. I just feel, quite frankly, more and more every day. What I've gone through in my life the last two years with Jenny and all the stuff we've experienced in our family, we've just been under attack, just been heavy attack through these last two years. I don't mind telling you. But I just say in my spirit this morning, thank you, Jesus. I give you praise and glory. You reign and rule over the universe. And Lord, the joy of the Lord shall be my what? Shall be my strength. And in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Do you notice that? Everywhere in scripture, it's always talking about in his presence, there is joy. Even in the midst of the trial, God can give you peace, serenity, and joy in him. Even in the midst of everything going around, put your focus on him. Don't look at your circumstances. I want to close this morning. Bill Reiser said not too long ago at a counter here at this church. He said, I want to tell you something. He said, I really believe the greatest need in our church today is because there's so much fear, worry, and dread. The devil is trying to rob you of your joy. No one can rob me of my joy unless I give you permission. I don't give you permission. You don't give permission. No one can rob you of that joy. The power of the Holy Spirit is yours. And so, like David prayed, he said, Lord, create a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit. Don't take your presence from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Now, this morning, I really believe the Holy Spirit hears to baptize your spirit and mine into a new found joy in him. And it comes through cleanness and purity of heart. It comes through the power of the Holy Spirit alone. And once he does, he puts a joy and a new song in your heart. And life takes on a new whole meaning. So this morning, as we close with communion, I want you to take your communion cup and hold it up. Now listen to me. I don't want you to miss this. On the day of Passover... Moses is instructed in Exodus chapter 4, verse 12. He said, I want you to put the blood over the doorpost of your homes. You remember the story? Where did they place the blood? The Bible says, Exodus 4, you apply the blood 
to the doorpost on the left, the doorpost on the right, and then you are to put the blood over the lintel of the door. Wow. Jesus is hanging on the cross. There's blood coming out of the right hand. There's blood coming out of the left hand. The crown of thorns has pierced his head and blood is dripping to the ground. Who would have foreknown that hundreds of years ago, God just painted the picture of the Passover lamb, the lamb of God who came to shed his blood on Calvary. Wow. Little did the people of Israel know that that was the foreshadowing of the blood on the doorposts, left and right, and over the lintel of the door, and blood dripping to the ground. Christ has made every provision for you and me. Not only has he provided for our salvation, the joy of being forgiven, but he's also given us the baptism of the Holy Spirit. To live with victory in your heart and joy in the midst of everything around you. He does something for you that the world can never give you. You'll never find it. The joy and satisfaction. This morning as we celebrate communion, this is your opportunity. (laughs) To plead the blood. To plead the blood of Jesus. Plead it over your household. Do not let the enemy come into your doorway. You plead the blood of Christ over your home. And you trust him to protect you. To provide for you. And to heal your body. Through his stripes we're being healed. I want you to take this bread and hold it up. Let me pray over the elements. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, Father, right now that you would consecrate these elements to you. Lord, we thank you this morning, Lord, as we celebrate communion. We also celebrate the baptism of your Holy Spirit up there on the church. Thank you, God, for all of your provision. Through your Son, Jesus, we, we too can be baptized in your Spirit, Lord. I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night that he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you would you take and eat right now and in the same manner he also took the cup after supper This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do and drink in remembrance of me. Would you stand to your feet right now?
Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious presence, Lord. Lord, without you, we can do nothing. Father, our hearts are so heavy for so much violence that pervades the earth. Our hearts are burdened, Lord, for the needs of so many people crying out today. And Father, we just want to be your vessels this morning, Lord, sanctified, set apart, useful for the master's service, Lord. Lord, our needs are so great this morning. And we don't have the strength. We don't have the wisdom, Lord, to understand all the things that are prevailing in the earth around us today. But, Father, one thing we do have to offer to you, and that's our body as a living sacrifice. This morning, I want to ask you, congregation, would you be willing to put your life on the line for Jesus Christ tonight? Would you lay your life down for him? Greater love hath no man that a man lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus is asking us this morning, would you let me baptize you in the Spirit? Would you open your heart wide to him this morning? And on this Pentecost Sunday, say to him, Lord, Lord, what I want, I need a fresh baptism, Lord. I need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Father, would you come this morning? Would you meet us at the point of our greatest need right now? I just want to invite you this morning as Julie's going to lead us in a worship team in just a few moments, but I want to invite you to come to the altar this morning. I want you to come and invite him and say, Lord, I want a fresh baptism of joy. I need a fresh baptism of a new, new move of the Spirit in my life and my walk with you, Lord. I want to invite you. Would you come? The invitation is open to you this morning to come. Pray. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Ask him, say, Lord, I want more of you. I want your healing grace. I want the healing fire of the Holy Spirit to touch my life, my family. I want you, Lord. I want the best baptism of the fire of the Holy Spirit on my life. If you don't have that need, you don't feel that need, stay still. Don't come. If you're satisfied where you are in your walk with Christ, don't move. The invitation this morning is for those who are hungry for the Holy Spirit who want more of Him than you've ever had before. You're not satisfied with where you are. You know there's something in your life you need, but I don't know what that is, but the Spirit does. And He'll bring to your heart and mind that which you need in your heart. He will provide that every need right now. If there's anyone here that's not been saved and you've not been born again to the Spirit, you don't know that you have eternal life, certainly today is your day to come and say, Lord, oh, Father, please, Lord, save me, forgive me, help me, Lord, help me to walk with you. Come this morning and find him to be the one who satisfies your heart and soul and the one who will write your name in the Lamb's book of life. He's the one on the throne this morning. Come, come, Holy Spirit. Breathe on us, O breath of God. Breathe on us, Lord. Oh, Father, cry out to him. Y'all help me this morning. Pray, Christians, pray. Let's pray together right now. Let's pray in unison. Oh, Father, precious Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, would you come? Father, would you come with a fresh new baptism of your love right now, Lord? 
Change us, change us, transform us, Lord. Help us, Father, to lay down all our worries, all our fears, all the things that bring us anxiety. We lay them down at your feet today. Father, baptize us with joy. Put a new song in our heart this morning, Father. We pray for a kindling of that flame and that fire, Lord. What you did for those early disciples, you'll do for us this morning, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. You're welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place, Lord, as we sang this morning. Lord, come, Holy Spirit. We just want to hear your voice. We want to hear you speak to us, Lord, right now, Lord. Help us to lay our burdens down at your feet. Help us to confess our sins before you, Lord. We repent. We call upon you, Lord, to baptize us afresh, Lord. We need you, Father. We need you like never before, Lord. Our nation, our land, Lord, we cry out to you today, Lord. Cry out, Lord. Oh, Father, we plead the blood of protection of the Holy Spirit upon our lives together today, Lord. That we may walk in the light of your love, Lord. And walk in the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. We don't want to leave here without a newfound power that, Lord, you have baptized us with today. Do it, Father. Do it today. Do it for each one of us, Lord. For all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. They that call on the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, would you heal some bodies, some broken bodies here sitting here this morning. Father, come. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here right now, Father. Would you come? Would you heal us? Someone right now have a kidney, kidney issue right now. You just speak that to Jesus right now. Speak up and say, Lord, I claim my healing right now. Whatever kidney problem you're faced with right now, in Jesus' name, the Lord is going to heal you today. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, release your spirit right now. Help us, Father, Lord. We just wait upon you. We humble our hearts before you, Lord. We have nothing, nothing to give you, Lord, except our hearts. And we present them to you as a living sacrifice, Lord. We come before you. We just lay down before you, Lord, every need we have in our life. Bless our families. Bless every home, every matrimony, every family, every, every husband and wife and father and mother today, Lord. We pray, oh, Lord, come, Holy Spirit. Come, bathe us in your love today, Father. Change us, transform us, Lord. Reconcile us, heal us, Lord. We pray this morning, Lord. We don't want to leave here the same. We pray. Let Pentecost be a real experience for each and every one of us today, Lord. Thank you for your joy right now in Jesus' name. Julie. Julie. Listen as we worship this morning. Continue to pray. Let's continue to press in. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, open up the heavens.
breath of God fed us into flame. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. For hearts that burn with holy fear, purified.
We feel the rain of your love. We feel the wind of your spirit. And now the heartbeat of heaven. Let us hear. We feel the rain of your love. We feel the wind of your spirit. And now the heartbeat of heaven. Let us hear. Won't you let it rain? Let it rain. Would you open the floodgates of heaven? Let it rain. Let it rain. Would you open the floodgates of heaven? Let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven.
feel like um, the story of Elijah is coming to mind where he was praying and praying and praying for rain and he kept asking is the cloud there yet and I feel like the Lord's saying there's a cloud there's a cloud and his rain is coming can you hear it can you sense it can you feel it we say Lord just as a church Lord we pray that your rain your refreshing rain would pour in this church and in this reason, region in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we just bow before you to worship your holy name, Lord. We just come to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you this morning, Father, for letting our hearts be an altar where you can come. Father, we thank you for pouring out your Holy Spirit so precious. Just like a rain that comes from above, Lord, that refreshes and renews. We thank you. We remember Jesus when he said, out of, He that believes on me, out of him shall flow rivers of living water. And Lord, we want that to be our experience today, Lord, we pray. Not for a fountain, but for rivers to flow, Lord, we pray. Even now, Lord, the Holy Spirit just bubble up within us, each and every one, right now, in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you'd ignite the flame, the fire, and I pray that, Lord, you'd flood our hearts, flood our hearts with the joy of the Lord. Father, we praise you and thank you for our new artesian well, Lord, it has begun right now. We just pray you continue to spring up, Lord, new wells in our life each day. Thank you, Father, Lord, for pouring out your spirit, Lord. Lord, we don't want to be satisfied with just today or just this moment. We want to believe you now, Father, that you give us Lord, feet to walk into the world and know the joy of the Lord is on our hearts, Father. We pray. We pray for the new, fresh baptism, Lord, of your Holy Spirit right now. Lord, that would ignite the flame in this congregation all through this city. And we praise you and thank you for our brothers and sisters from South Korea. Anoint them afresh in you, Lord, as they continue to go forth. Thank you, Lord, for the fresh wind of your Spirit right now, Lord. We receive everything that you have promised us, Lord. We receive everything by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. We give you thanks and praise today. In Jesus' name. Would you tell some people around you how much you love them? Would you just speak the word of love to those around you right now? Did you have anything else? Thank you so much. You're good. Thank you. Love you, brother. Thank you for joining us online at Church of the Savior today. We hope you were encouraged to pursue God and grow in your walk with Jesus. If you made a decision to follow Jesus for the first time today, please reach out to us. We'd love to help you take your next step. Please visit our website for information on upcoming events and how you can connect with the COS family. There's also a prayer request form where you can let us know how we can pray for you. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope to see you next week.